following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm maybe in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and I really hate anything meta so I'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that Ron Artessa's new name <laughs> well add world and peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and Halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Because I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. Computer subspace transmission to Starfleet Command from Enterprise. Starting four five four eight one point four. It's a single blast. Source unknown. Lieutenant Worf checks weapon systems. Captain Picard orders full shields from Lieutenant LaForge in engineering. Suddenly there is an alien presence on the ship. It's one of the Borg, a hostile robotic life form. Commander Riker returns phaser fire. Star Trek, the next generation action figures from Playmates. I'm Patrick Stewart, inviting you to join me for a very special evening on Broadway. Let's discover the true spirits of Christmas together. Welcome, everyone, to the Nostalgia Funhouse in our very new type of episode that Johnny discussed. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to call it. What is it? Like schoolyard discussion? Lunch table argument? No, schoolyard. You know, we should have talked about this before we started. Yeah, I like, no, I like doing it on the air. Schoolyard. Okay. That's the great thing about Johnny. Just on yeah. the fly. Just let it go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I like I like people to get the real us, you know. Yeah, that's true. And this is this is how you get it. Schoolyard. I don't. School I think discussion battle? is too formal. Battles. Oh, that's what I was. Yeah, schoolyard battles. Let's do that. I like that. Schoolyard. Okay, so we, we just named it right now. Schoolyard yeah. battles. So schoolyard battles. Now, Andrew. Yeah. This. Uh, we're as of this recording, and probably when this comes out, by the time this comes out, it would have been or will be May the fourth uh be with you. Yes. Which of course is known better as Star Wars Day. And they kind of turn it to a month because Star Wars really likes to take over a lot of space. <laughs> yeah, because I guess now it's just known as this is May. This is the May. Uh, and Revenge of the Sixth. Yes, yes. It's always good to... I'm a big fan of wordplay, so I'm okay All with right. this. It, but we, uh, we're we trying to think, what can we do for Star Wars Month that will be fun? And what a better way than to have two of the 
biggest sci-fi properties going right at it. And that, of course, means... We're doing Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon? Oh, okay. Let me rephrase. Uh, Two of the most well-loved and rabid rabid, uh, fan bases in sci-fi being... Any other two, so... Doctor Who versus... Yeah, Doctor Who's one. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I'm done. Alien? You can put alien. 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 Yeah. That would that's be an episode. That'd be a heck of an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just Xenomorphs coming after him. Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> or her now. It's her, right? Yeah. I, I'm so behind on my Who. I, so I don't know. I the only thing I know about Doctor Who is he travels in dimensions and he Yeah, by phone booth, the, I think. Yeah, the TARDIS. Yeah. And the comic book guy from The Simpsons had a hundred tacos and that would have been adequate consumption for the Doctor Who marathon. That's smart, yeah. Yeah. That's just good thinking. A hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. I was recently watching this is such a big brag, and this is also why I'm just just swimming in all the underwear that women throw at me. Uh I was recently watching an episode of Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. And in this episode, uh, the they had an eagle, an actual bald eagle in a cage, and the kid goes, uh, he wants to set this, he wants to set this eagle free, so he's going to buy the eagle from the person who has him. And he goes, "Well, I'll only sell it if I get a profit." And the kid's like, "What's the profit? It's where I make more than what I paid for it." Well, what'd you pay for it? Two dollars. <laughs> Do you? I know we're way off topic, but real quick. When you're watching shows like that are set into a certain time period or older yeah. shows, do you go to your phone and start using the inflation calculator to see what it would be at today? Or am I just the only dork that does this? No, I, but I will wonder it out loud, right? Like yeah. in this very same episode, there's like a whole gambling thing going on. And one of the people puts up 10 bucks. And I was like, man, that's like 10 bucks equals like five eagles. <laughs> <laughs> i just recently finished boardwalk empire and it's set between like 1920 and 1932 between the five seasons yeah and i'm constantly like they're like it's gonna be a hundred thousand dollars i'm like that's a lot of money for today but and then all of a sudden i'm looking up i'm like oh okay that's what it's worth now that's quite a, be a lot more right yeah i would assume yeah yeah, that's how that works. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Doctor Quinn takes place like uh, just at pretty much a few years after the Civil War is kind of its era there. Okay. So like eighteen seventies ish, around something like that. And it's just pretty fascinating the prices of stuff that they always talk about because one of the characters in the town obviously runs a store, oh. and it's just fun just uh, when they go in there. Like so, that boy did chores and paid t- uh, two dollars and ten cents for that. For that bald eagle. What do you do? Let it free or did it? Yeah. Yeah. He let it free. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, sorry. (laughs) So is the shopkeeper and Dr. Quinn medicine woman seem kind of uh, stuck up ish like the shop. Little house of the prairie. Because those people were not nice. If I've my memory serves. The guy on there was nice, but the woman and her daughter. Okay. Stuck up ish. That's all right. Yeah, but they did eventually come around, though, but it just took a while. 
but on Dr. Quinn, it's Lauren is the guy's name. And he's like, just this older man. And he's very cantankerous, I guess is the best way to put it. But he has a heart of gold, kind of one of those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He really reminds me of my late grandpa, honestly, who like, if you didn't know him, he comes up kind of gruff. But honestly, he really, he really was a sweetheart, really. Okay. That's cool. But back to our. Oh, yeah. What are we talking about? Schoolyard battle. So, uh, as Johnny alluded, we are doing. That's right. We're doing Dr. Quinn versus uh, Boardwalk Empire <laughs> versus Nucky Thompson. <laughs> uh, well, Nucky Thompson has an army of people because he's a bootlegger. But Yeah, but Dr. Quinn has a whole town. You know, that kind of supports her. They've come to love her. Sully's really good throwing an axe. So, oh, they got a whole uh, Native American tribe that'll back them up. The Tommy gun? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did have guns back then, but I don't think the Tommy gun was a, was really in high use by the Army by that time. Hmm. All right, okay, yeah, I guess I have to concede this. Nucky Thompson for the win. And that's yeah. our show, everyone. No. <laughs> yes, thanks for joining us. Uh, you hear what the, you, you hear that sound that's the lightsabers going crazy oh here we go for what we're talking about here we're gonna do star trek versus star wars but more specifically who is uh, at battle here andrew we have the jedis versus the borg that's right insert dramatic music right here right now There, that's perfect. And this is what we're what we're talking about today. Uh, who's going to win in this epic battle? The biggest foes, I would dare say, in Star Trek, like they're up there, right? They got to be top three easily. They're number one. Who's well, deadlier than the Borg. I guess it depends on what era of Star Trek you're talking about. But I would say the Borg, most likely, I would put number one as well. Yeah. I have another Star Trek versus Star Wars, but I'm going to tell you after the show. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's private information. You guys don't get to hear that yet. No. Also, I'll forget to ask. I'll probably won't hear it either. I'll forget <laughs> about the end of the episode, too. And that's how it goes. And then one day I'll randomly message Johnny while I'm at work and I work night. So it'll yeah. be like midnight in Johnny's time. And, and I'll be asleep. Yep. And I'll get it the next day. Uh, but that's that's how it works. A little yeah. behind the scenes of how the show operates. Yes. <laughs> so I'm very I think this is a really exciting topic here. Now I come from the weird, strange world of being a big fan of both these franchises, which for a lot of people that's a big no no. It's gotta be one or the other. I, however, say both of them are freaking awesome and I love both quite a bit. Yes. I think you can go either way. They each have their ups and downs their pros and their cons it, i think it all depends on what their pros and their cons damn it <laughs> and and their sega genesis and, <laughs> like i said i'm not even gonna say it again they have their differences, but I think yeah. it's all depends on what you enjoy, even though we have a mutual friend in Matt who's like, I'm really digging this Star Wars political thing. And we're like, both me and you are both got our hands out, like 
Star Trek, man. Star yeah. Trek. Yeah. So but what's even more wild about Matt, and we'll just throw shade on him when he's not here to defend himself. Oh, that's the best way to do it. He loves that. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, he also could never get into Andor, which is like the most political Ooh. Star Wars has ever been. <laughs> so. Yes, it is. That is. I don't know. He's hard. He's a hard one to pin down sometimes. He's yeah, he is. Because every time I'm like, I think he likes somebody. He's like, dude, I hate that guy. Jack <laughs> yes. Black. I, I, I've never heard anybody go, I hate Jack Black. Yeah, yeah. That's just famous people. He does it about real people too. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I don't want to know what he says about me. He says <laughs> nothing about wonderful. Th- I don't want to know what he says about me. I've honestly not heard it. This is just just dissing about Matt. <laughs> One of our closest friends. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Matt's I, actually very awesome, and I rarely ever hear yeah. him say negative stuff about anybody. But it's just fun because I know unless you, can take you a joke. really get to him, you got to yeah, really yeah. need him. Only times is like uh, I understand why he's mad and upset. Like it yeah. makes sense. Yeah, uh, but uh, so, yeah, I think he can be a fan of both for sure. Star Trek is probably more widely considered the more cerebral i probably said that word really wrong uh type of sci-fi where it's more of a deeper story story definitely story driven type stuff and star wars is a lot more heavier on the action type things it's kind of where the biggest divide though i would dare say that both of them have kind of took on more of their perceived weaknesses and have really tried to uh i think the Playing grounds way more even than it's ever been between the two. Yeah, I noticed Star Trek's getting more action. Yeah. And Star Wars is getting more political. So they're kind of switching, but not really. And also, Star Trek Legacy, let's make this happen. A, a million percent. Picard season three, one of the literally the best thing I've seen this year so far is Picard season three. Absolutely adored it. It's so good. And bring back Captain Shaw. That's another last thing I want to say there. Need that Captain uh, Shaw fix? Man, he's so freaking good in that. Talk about somebody gruff with a heart of gold. Exactly. I don't know. I guess because they remind me of my grandpa so much. I just like, that's a cool guy right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But Doc again was great. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're talking about the Borg versus... Uh, the Jedi, you know, those that is it a religion? Do they consider it a religion? I would, that's a question in itself. I would yeah. say it's almost is they're like monk like. Yeah, they're very violent monks. <laughs> Who well, claim to Shaolin be monks? There's those the, guys. I love Star Wars and I'm a big fan of the Jedi. I really am. But it's really fun where they keep saying, hey, we're the keepers of peace, but that means they're going around and they're, doing, they're getting all kinds of skirmishes all the time. <laughs> they got no problem whipping out. That sounds horrible. I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, no, yeah, just like <laughs> me, no issue whipping out that lightsaber at the drop of a hat. Knew that was coming. <laughs> just waiting it around. Yeah. It's all about so, those media chlorines, baby. Show of intimidation. <laughs> And on the great Bunta Eve, the Jedi unleashed their lightsabers. Okay. So I am on the side that the Borg, this is an easy one. 
All right. I'm very excited. Okay. So before we even recorded this, Andrew had already kind of played his cards of who he was going to side with here. Oh. But I'm very curious as to why you think the Borg are going to win. And not only win, but apparently Just fairly easily. Oh, yeah. they're going to decimate them. Yeah, I'm very, very, very curious about this. So please present your argument. Uh, exhibit A. Okay. Yeah, let's go exhibit by. I like this. Let's do exhibit. Exhibit A is probably my biggest one. Is episode three. Yeah. Revenge. Exhibit is really good for pimping your ride too. He did that Our, quite a bit. We could just go. You know what? Let's go exhibit A, order sixty six. Look how easy it was for the clones, and I know a lot of it was, as Mister Kim would say, sneak attack from Kim. Yeah, quite a bit of it. But look how fast the clones wiped them out. Yeah, because but they, I would also argue that I'll. Even the a lot of a lot of those Jedi are taken out quite easy. I mean, there's a very famous scene with the Emperor where uh, there's like three Jedi going to take him over, and he kills two of them like the most easiest, quickest way you've ever seen, and it just leaves you know Samuel Jackson to defend for himself. That's because it's got purple lightsaber. Yeah, that thing's pretty sweet. Uh, but yeah, um, I get what you're saying. But my counter argument would be that the Borg are constantly defeated by the Starship Enterprise, which, to my knowledge, all those people are just like people with no real powers, per se. True. But are they really? really I mean, Jolly Picard is, like, from Earth. (laughs) You say, like, it's a bad thing. (laughs) No, I'm saying, like, he's he's a human being. That's why it's even more impressive, the stuff he does. But, like, he has no... He doesn't have any Jedi powers, is what I'm trying to point out here. Superior intelligence as a Starfleet captain. He does have that. He's incredibly smart. I'm not at all putting him down. Picard is freaking awesome, and I and I will fight anyone who says anything bad about uh, about LaForge. So I'm on you with on your team with that part of it. I'm just saying that they compared them to a Jedi who literally has the powers of the Force. Is uh, you know if. I'm, that's my main argument here in the Jedi winning is that the Borg are technically defeated by just regular people constantly. But there's many, many Borg in a collective. That, that's the, yeah, quite and a few. So yes. I got to kind of go with that exhibit there and the exhibit B as we're going to go this um, is the collective massive numbers massive numbers all into a hive mind yes so it's not i mean the clone troopers were all clones from one person but they developed their own personalities where the borg that's one personality one mind and they adapt to each battle they yes they have force fields yes so but the jedi fight things with force fields all the time uh, you know, the battle of I'll throw in just the whole battle of Naboo there, uh, where they're fighting force fields constantly. The the uh, the original before they get the clone troopers, they're fighting. They're fighting robots constantly. Those droids and you cannot compare the droids to the Borg. I'm comparing them in a way that they all kind of move together in a sense. Yeah. Okay. But the Borg. I feel it's much. The Borg, I would obviously, I'm not even. The Borg obviously is much more of a threat than those 
droids are. I mean, that's obvious. I'm just comparing them in the aspect of the the Jedi have felt similar sort of a hive mind type thing. But a superior hive mind. That's the elevation. And the weaponry, I think, is more superior as well. I don't know about that. What do the boys have weapon-wise? Oh, geez. Their force fields. Besides their costumes looking like they just... (laughs) Like a like, junkyard threw up. <laughs> a lot of Radio Shack. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw all those costumes when I tripped and fell in a Radio they got Shack. Some sort of like disruptor beams, don't they? They, they have crazy, something, but I can't remember. They have what crazy it was. disruptor beams. They also have, if they feel like they're going to lose or get captured, they vaporize themselves. So it's there. Yeah, so that's a win. <laughs> yeah, but you could you could always. So what happens when a Borg subdues a Jedi? Okay, resistance is futile. Yeah, that's simulation. Now I will say, if they're able to get a couple of Jedi, that will even this playing field way more. I never, I'm not talking about powerful. I'm not talking like Obi Wan, Mace Windu. I'm just talking about if they could grab a couple of Jedi. You know, throw some cybernetics on them as they go through the Radio Shack line, and then put that walker tape out walker talking to the side of their head. Yeah, yeah. The first boards were not good. It was like, let's just uh, super glue some tubes to these guys' face. Yeah, but I kind of love it. I'm not even going to lie. That's I love that they did that. That's one of my favorite things about early Star Trek stuff. <laughs> it just they do what they can with what they got. <laughs> the adaptability, the weapons, the the ability not to just capture, but to assimilate them to your side. That's the thing, though. They have to capture, and I don't know what if they that's... could. Even, if you say Coruscant or whatever, okay. yeah, go down there. Say the Borg just attack a random planet, whatever. I'm not going to say desert. It's going to probably be a desert planet, but. <laughs> odds are <laughs> but they go down to a planet even if they the jedi don't arrive in time and they take everybody off that planet they're assimilating every single one of those species yes so you're, I mean, just, you're not you're not wrong there i think building so you're thinking that the numbers wise is what's going to get them over here yeah i don't think one-on-one like if it's hugh yeah. Oh man, don't even bring Hugh. Hugh's a sweetheart. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Uh we'll go. I don't even want to go seven of nine. No, because she's also awesome. Yeah. Go go with like uh the queen. You might as well just say her, the big wig. Yeah, but even that though, she's probably pretty powerful. Uh just fifteen of twenty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> 15 to 20 versus your average Jedi. Your average Jedi, I believe, is going to beat a Borg. But the Borg are so massive numbers, and they're constantly taking people. That is their strength, is their numbers and the ability of their communication, and they all move as one. That's their biggest uh, threat, I think. Uh, You know, it's... And I I will give you that. But my argument, I guess, that would be that when it comes to the world of Star Trek, there's no beings on the same level as a Jedi. Like there's two different worlds, really. I mean, obviously literally, but 
of you know of just a power set and levels and such like that. And I w- my thing would be I think one Jedi could take out quite a number of Borg. The average Jedi. Yes. Yes. That's where I. That's where I disagree because once again, Episode Three. They, are even watching spoil alert, uh, you know the new Mandalorian. When they're showing the clone, the clone troopers going in, they're taking out Jedi. They're taking yeah. out average Jedi. Like, what? Five of them took out an average Jedi. And a board. Yeah. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen that episode, if I'm being honest, but <laughs> Sorry. no, it's all right. It's my fault for not watching it yet because uh, I've I've meant to have finished it. Uh, but that's the other thing in your favor here. I finished Picard as it was going along because I couldn't stop watching it. Uh, this new season of Mandalorian and I love Mandalorian. Uh, I'm just I'm just having a hard time getting through it. I already sent that to you that Picard season three was way better than Mandalorian. Yeah, that's I'm about four episodes in the Mandalorian and so far okay. I one million percent agree with you but yeah. uh it's it's just uh, but I would say this first two seasons of Mandalorian are top tier Star yeah. Wars they're really good uh but yeah um man like you're making really good arguments here I but just, I just uh, I just have a hard time thinking that they'll ever be able to defeat a high level Jedi like a Obi-Wan or or a Yoda. I don't think they could ever do that because they can't defeat a high-level Starfleet officer who has none of those powers. But the number. Listen, I, listen. They literally captured John Luke, turned him into one of them, and still lost. Yeah, I, which you had to write him back at some point. I think that's yeah. what the show was about to get canceled, wasn't it? Well, at one point, they were wondering if it was going to get canceled or it was during the writer's strike. Yeah. Oh, which we're going through again right now, by the way. Oh, There's are another... we? Yeah, it just started this week as this recording. Oh, yeah. Good thing I watch old TV shows. <laughs> yeah, that really doesn't affect me and you very much. As long as the writers from uh, the 1980s classic TV show Night Court, the writers from there don't. Oh, <laughs> that show still holds up, by the way. Still has great jokes in it. Yeah. Uh, Long Live Bull. He's my. He's Gotta love that character. I love uh <laughs> as we get off topic, but I love Harry's stepfather or so buddy played yeah. by, uh John Ashton. Yes, yeah. Um, Man, there's so many fun characters that show up. I told you when I was watching it, Michael J. Fox is in an episode. It's so cool. And he's really good in it, by the way. Well, speaking of Star Trek, Brett Spiner was uh Yes, yeah. Was yes. On a couple of episodes, he played really good. And they do a Star Trek episode where two Trekkies get into a fight over <laughs> what captain is better. I love it. <laughs> That's another episode. We're gonna do a Star Trek episode where we take uh, that's go- oh, that's our next school year battle. What? We're going to do Star Trek versus Star Trek, uh, gener- uh, Generation One versus the Next Generation. Oh, who would win? Yeah, I'm going to. I think it's going to be a blast. Uh, but uh, I already know where your heart lies. Yeah, you know. But me. I'm going to. But, but I'm going. But I'm going to argue the other side, despite still loving both sides. That's why this fight hurts too, because I love both of these I, franchises. I do too, and it it, it what. What really makes me sad is because when we do this, we kind of do like the adult and the child side. Yeah. Because as a kid, if you would have asked me this, I would have like, the Jedi is going to destroy him. But yeah. as I grew older, I'm like, 
the Borg would, in my mind, the Borg would just destroy the Jedi just because of assimilation, what we saw from Order 66. Yeah. Assimilation, then, no breathing, don't give a fuck a Marvel. <laughs> Even my music what? from twenty years ago. Do you do you realize the Papa Roach is from like twenty years ago? Yeah, I watched a thing and it was like showed like Nelly's country grammar was twenty years old. Oh god! Like, <laughs> I got really oh man, mad. I was blown away when I read a sentence that said "stain" to put up like a comeback album. <laughs> Did they go away? <laughs> I guess I don't know. That's uh, uh, I was talking about that with Trevor. About how, like, uh, there's this new concert that's coming out. It's like a festival, and it's got, like, uh, corns in it, and all these bands. There, I was like, if this was, like, 22-year-old Johnny, this would be heaven for me. Yeah, no, it's like, no. Nah, but now I'm like, I, uh... <laughs> Is there a nice chair? Literally, my first thought would be, where am I going to sit? That's my first thought. That's why... <laughs> but I got hired at Home Depot. That was the first thing I looked at in the break room. I was like, "You got some nice chairs in here." Like, I <laughs> but my problem is, is, also they they go they go. How come you don't ever take a break? And I'm like, it's not because I don't want a break. I was like, I just reach a certain point sometimes at my age where if I sit down, it's I'm, done. I'm not getting back up. Yes, <laughs> and if, and yes. If, if I'm up. It's half speed, so I might yeah. just, you know, I only work part-time. There's, there's a whole momentum thing as you yeah. get older. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean completely. Uh, yeah, but it's, but man, this is a, I think this is a, a, there's no matter what side you fall in on this argument, I think this is a closer battle than anybody realizes, especially when you get to the more top tier and stronger Jedi, for sure. That's where it's going to get difficult. You got to yeah. make sure that you're assimilating the numbers, like constantly assimilating, constantly yeah. assimilating. Yeah, because I will, I will say, and this is a man, this is a slight spoiler alert for season three of Picard, that there is a new character. By the way, for all you nostalgia things out there, this is how you introduce new characters into a nostalgia thing is uh follow season three picard of how to do that they do a great oh, yeah. job of making you liking these characters and stuff uh but uh there's a character who does kind of i wouldn't say superpowers but has abilities right and the borg purposely use this character but they don't but i've never felt like they really i mean they did take advantage of the character but like they used it more for the hive mind type reasons, which makes sense. That's what they're for. When they could have used that ability to literally take out anybody they really wanted to. And instead, they uh, tried to just uh, blow up a bunch of ships in Earth, I guess. Yeah, they they did a good job of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did. I'm not saying they, did, they didn't, but they still, they were uh, destroyed by their own petard, or Picard in this case. So do you, if we took this to space. Yes. Because I think ground battle, Jedi probably would have a greater advantage, but in space, I think the cube would destroy any ship. Oh, man. Death Star, though? 
we're only talking Jedi. Okay. All right. Yeah. Speak. So keep a Jedi. Resistance. Uh, yeah. Rebel. I think it could beat the Death Star, but that's a different argument. <laughs> I don't think it could beat the Death Star. I hate to tell you, it literally blows planets up. But um, how many times has the Death Star been blown up, though, Johnny? Yeah, but the cube is so large. There's no way it can go through that. You do a trench run, <laughs> and it hasn't been shooting swamp rats. <laughs> And they can't make that jump in 15 seconds. <laughs> so do you feel the Republic, Rebel Fleet, any of that stuff? I don't think they could stand up to the bar cubes. I think it depends on the pilot a lot, but just from a pure uh, ship versus ship thing, they are, that's, that is aside for the Borg for sure. Yeah. That cube, I mean, it's just a strong ship to start with and the shape really helps that I uh, and, and they and they come in different sizes too some of them can be even bigger than ones before come in different sizes <laughs> yeah. but i i applaud whoever was like okay so we got all these cool ships they're all around oh these ships look awesome they're so well designed let's so make good. a square one yeah. <laughs> let's make a cube just like a six-sided square. What do you think? Fly through space. I want to be there in the boardroom, and somebody just happened to have a pair of dice, and they just like throw them down, and somebody goes, "Wait a minute, that's it." <laughs> oh man, but this is a great fight. Oh, they have regeneration cycles too. Yes. So yes. not even if they get damaged, you beam them back up. Yeah, but the last saber is going to cut you in so many pieces. <laughs> I hate to tell you. Yeah, these peacekeepers have been known, especially if they get the high ground. It's really over then, Andrew. I don't know if you know that or not. I, I, I you can't give a Jedi the high ground. <laughs> no, you can't. Especially Obi Wan. He yes. will mess you up. Yeah, that's. He'll literally destroy your body and then scream at you that he loves you as a brother and walks off as lava catches you on fire. I say that as everyone's one of my favorite characters, but he legit does that. <laughs> With tears in his eyes. <laughs> Sorry for barbecuing you. I will tell you this. Dr. Quinn would never do that. <laughs> no, she would try and fix him up. Nucky she would. would live, leave him. <laughs> in the episode I just watched, this guy broke into her house and she had to shoot him in the leg and then she saved his life <laughs> so, well that's nice that's true. yeah but you, jedi don't do that no no and borg don't they do should that. which they should yeah and the borg don't do that so here's my final answer here and okay. the great debate of borg versus jedi i firmly believe the real winner is uh dr quinn medicine <laughs> Jane Seymour herself, she's the one who wins this. Not only does she, uh, uh, she's the oldest woman ever posed for Playboy. Uh, not only that, she's also, uh, she was a Bond girl at some point. And then she goes to the Wild West and saves lives. That's the hero Probably. we need. <laughs> but I, I still feel the Borg. I can't believe you're picking Borg over Dr. Quinn. This is I will pick the Borg over just about anybody. Now, if Dr. Quinn also discovered that she uh has the force, 
Maybe she does. Now I'm telling you, a force led Doctor Quinn would just just rip rip havoc through the Borg, but then would fix them all and save them all and rescue them all. We'd have a bunch of hues on our hands, and that's the best thing we could have. Bunch of hues and seven of nines. Yes, yes. Not fifteen of twenties. Yes. <laughs> seven of nine is just a great. I mean, it's. I mean, six of nine is probably even better, you know. But seven of nine is still pretty great. And by the way, I uh, I worked Jerry with, Ryan still looks amazing to this day. That's an incredible I, looking person. I worked with a guy who has him and his friend have a whole podcast dedicated to seven of nine. Oh man, I bet it's is it respectful? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's man, that's like here's another thing too. When Star Trek Voyager came out. That was at a perfect age for me to really notice when women were attractive, if you know what I'm saying. I am. And seven or nine, extremely stunning lady. Gates McFadden aged pretty well, too. Yes. Jane Seymour also aged really well. All right. So, <laughs> so. Johnny, I have not budged Johnny on the argument. I know you're going to keep with Borg, and I'm fine I, with it. I, the Borg are pretty great. And I knew you were going to keep with Jedi, because yeah. but they're not taking down the Borg. Not I think the I numbers. Think, I uh, think Obi-Wan and Yoda on their teaming up would take out the Borg pretty easily. And how come they didn't destroy the Empire themselves? Well, they did, but he just keeps coming back, man. And I love how they describe it. Oh, by the way, the Emperor's back. <laughs> Somehow, public oh, yeah, somehow, somehow, somehow the Borg has returned. It does kind of feel like that for both of us, right? Somehow the Borg is back. The uh, screen crash has just overplayed that, but in a good way of the yeah. somehow Palpatine has returned. <laughs> Every time they can't explain something, you hear Ryan Airy go, or you got something like this. You see. Somehow Palpatine has returned. Like, yes. hey, we're the way that he like goes through the yeah. Mandalorian. Like, I know you just watched the one with Doctor Pershing, and he was yes. like, "We needed yeah. this episode to explain this." And all of a sudden, it cuts the pow. Yeah, that's a lot, oh, big spoiler if you haven't seen the new season of Mandalorian three. But I, the one of the last episodes I saw, the Mandalorian was barely in it, and it was all about this scientist you'd met before and him trying to, I guess be rehabilitated in a way yeah. and um it's like a big episode it seems really important this whole time like they're really setting something up but then i had matt tried to convince me that you never see this character again in the mandalorian season three. <laughs> and i was like well why did i just watch a whole hour of that because you need it you, you did need it to explain <laughs> to the uh, whole somehow palpatine return yes that's and that's why we need this rider strike to end soon because we need great reasonings like somehow Palpatine returns. That is the I told you so. <laughs> like when your parents were like, because I said. <laughs> yeah, that is that logic, right? Now. It really is. Yeah. I want to be in that rider's room too. All right. So we're going to have Palpatine return. How can we do this? How can we do this? And I've just been sitting there for hours and somebody's like, what if he just does? 
genius. So they don't we we don't explain it. Yeah, we don't. We just say somehow. Okay. Some way. He's there. Get this guy a million dollars. And we sit here. Or woman. We sit here and not be able to afford the ghost of Mr. Chicken. Yeah. Which you can help us. Yeah. With our goal of being able to afford the ghost of Mr. Chicken. Uh, we'd like to do that by episode 100 if possible. So if you could join our Patreon and you get free. Ex- well, it's not free. It's a dollar. You get exclusive cheap audio that you won't hear anywhere else but there. And it is some fantastic grade A material if i dare say so myself yes there is and you could also be first in line for any episode requests that you you know may have we'll we'll try and fit you in much quicker than just going through regular messenger because we we schedule things out so but we may be able to wink wink budget if you slip us a dollar a month yeah yeah Uh, that's for sure yeah, go check out our YouTube and Facebook as well, and our merch store. All links are in the description below. Yeah, get you a Shell Yeah shirt. Yeah, join the growing Shell Yeah initiative and, and get that, especially in the year of the Ninja Turtle, because we have a Ninja Turtle movie coming soon. I was you would be proud of Jacoby the other day. Oh, we passed by a restaurant called the shell shack and i said does anybody want to go to the shell shack and he said shell yeah i do that's what i'm talking about <laughs> he said <"Hell> yeah. <laughs> i've never been more proud of someone else's child I, than I am right now <laughs> i thought you were in the back seat there, <laughs> did johnny come to texas where is he <laughs> yeehaw shell yeah shell yeah <laughs> but yeah enjoying our social media as uh you know facebook and on instagram andrew does an awesome job of posting stuff on there all the time uh, very some very interesting things uh, uh, that happen in the history of pop culture he'll post about so go check that out yeah and with that being said good morning good afternoon and good night and save us dr quinn you're our only hope <laughs>